let's talk about relationships. Hello, English service. Good to be here with you. Good yeah. to be here with Marianne, my wife. That's right. This really, is her. It's really an honour to be here and to share with you tonight. Um, we've called this place home for nearly 10 years now. That's right. And tonight it's a topic that um, it really interests us because friendship, that's, it's something that we live out differently. Dan and I, we're very different in how we, how we live our friendships. We are. We're very different. We're even different with like preparing notes. I'm very old school. Maybe I still like, write notes. Look at that. Look at that. So this is my notes. Dan with these all these techie things. And like, you know, Mich and Zara, they do it with iPad or iPhone. We are old school. And you're really old school. I'm really old school. Well, it's all right. I've got three kids. <laughs> I like old school. Anyway, we are very different. Um, did you say you are pretty much an so introvert, Yes, right? I'm the introvert in this relationship. Come, be close to me. Come but that doesn't mean I don't me. love people. No. No. The thing is that when we come home off the party, um, I'm energized. She's exhausted, you know. <laughs> but, but I have probably a big party. I might have one or two deep conversations, and I'll come home feeling like I've really gotten to know someone. And I come home and I like don't even know how my best friend is doing. Like really. <laughs> Like, because I just had so many conversations, you know? And then I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, I wish I would have this good conversation like you did, you know? And I wish I had more energy. So anyway, we're different, but it's good. So you get both perspectives today, right? And we're gonna talk about friendship, not about marriage, not about sex or whatever. So relax, because everybody has, has at least, hopefully, maybe one friend or two friends. And so it's something that really, hopefully, everybody can take something home for their life. And, um, you know, the powerful thing is we, we, we are made for friendship. So don't think you like you can do it alone. The first problem, interestingly, in uh, when God created the world, the first problem was not sin; it was solitude. That's why God made Eve. Yeah, right, That's right, right, right. Yeah, just, women power. Women power. You know, friends are powerful. They bring out the best in you, and they can bring out the worst in you. Right, but we do need them. We do need them. The Bible, the Bible directs us towards friendship, but not only that, science also directs us towards the health of real friendships. Uh, many studies have been done on the power of close, tight friendships in someone's lives, and these studies point us towards health benefits, physical health, mental health. When you have good friendships in your life, your life expectancy actually goes up. It brings general well-being. There was one study done by a neuroscientist called James Cohn, and he did a study testing people's reaction to threat. He, did, he had one group of people who were on their own and he tested what happened in their brains when they were exposed to threat and one group with close friends or loved ones. And interestingly enough, the group that experienced exposure to threat with close friends released less stress hormones in the brain. So literally our hypothalamus, the brain control centre, releases less stress in a, threat, uh, a situation with threat when you are around loved ones. So, you know, science shows us not only what the Bible says, but science shows us that the way we are made is to be in friendship, in relationship with people. So powerful. You sound like Dr. Robbie. <laughs> No, that's just the accent. This is awesome. This is awesome. Anyway, Before, why don't you pray? Yes, that's right. Before we get into it, we really want to just ask God to come and move and speak to you all tonight. You, Sorry, don't, I don't be too far away Sorry. from me. I like it yeah. when I'm with you on stage. <laughs> 
Lord, we just pray that You come. Holy Spirit, just come and speak through us tonight. I just pray, Lord, that there would be open hearts, open heads, open eyes, that we may just hear Your Word and, and receive it. I pray that You may just speak loudly. Let us encounter Your Spirit tonight. Have Your way in this place, Lord. We don't wanna just speak empty words, but we want the people here to just hear from You and to be moved, to be yeah. transformed. Come yes. have Your way. We love yes. You, we worship You, and we give You this time, Lord. Amen. Oh man, so good. Have a seat, have a seat uh, and I'll come back to you afterwards and then I'll go and have a seat. That's how we do it. Um, you know, God wants to be your friend. Do you know that? And it's not just a nice saying, it's reality. That the cross is history's most heroic act of friendship. You know that? Like when God didn't just want to be friend with you and when you actually didn't like to be his friends, he's like, all right, you don't like to be my friend. That's okay, what a shame. But I, so I move on. He said, you know what? I'm going to chase you. I'm going to go after you. I'm going to give whatever I can give so I can be your friend. And it's so important before we talk about friendship with humans that we are aware that God wants to be our friend. And he made everything possible that we can have friendship because of what Jesus did. Let's, let's read here. Um, in uh, John 15, it's as great a love as no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friend. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father, I've made known to you. You did not choose me. But I chose you, appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so do that, so and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, love each other. What a powerful verse. He wants to be your friend. And he says, you know, do what I command. It's basically saying you trust him. You believe that he's the person he said who he is. It's not like, oh, I do all these rules, whatever. But it's actually like, I'm going to believe who you are. This is, you know, and that's the way we can get into a relationship with, with God. When I realized that I, I was actually in Australia when we met and um, I had such a God encounter because I realized, you know what, God wants to be my friend and He is my friend and He's my father. And when I realized that, I realized like I could give away my biggest fear and that was actually losing friends. That was like my biggest fear back then. And suddenly the whole relationship topic about friendship came into the right priority because I realized, you know what? I have God as my best friend. And out of that, I can have good friends. But then it's not, like, not my everything. If I have God, I have everything. And it was, like, it was like this moment and I still remember today. But you know what? It's not like that just he said, all right, I'm your best friend and that's it. So go and hide from everybody in the world. He said, I, I enable you to have friends. I enable you to have good friends. But you know, how do we not choose friends, right? It's like, it's like, it's difficult because when you grow up as a child, it's really easy. Like, how, was it hard to make friends as a seven-year-old? Like, look at my, my, my daughters, like our daughters. They're like, you know, they have so many friends. They're like, you know, she has a part-time job buying all the presents for all the birthday parties. I'm serious, man. We need a second job. Just, you know, like, there are so many parties and it's awesome but when you grow up suddenly we realize it's not that easy anymore to make friends you know and and then you realize suddenly some friends have really bad influence in your life and some friends have good influence in your life and you suddenly get confronted with the reality that you have to choose friends so I want to make one big point and it's a bit of a tricky point but it's really important that you get me the right way so listen carefully 
You have to be intentional about your friendships. Be intentional about your friendship. The Bible says a lot about what, what kind of friend to choose. It doesn't say like, oh, go and hide. He said, you're, light of the, you're the light of, of this world. You're like, go in and, and be, you know, be in the world, but you're not of the world. So be intentional about who you, uh, like who your closest friends are. In Proverbs 22, it says, do not make friends with hot-tempered pe pe person. Do not associate with one easily and angered, or you may learn their ways and get yourself ensnared. So some people get now mad at me but just reading that verse because the reality is we get quickly mad my wife some sometimes very rarely really? gets mad right no yeah i get sometimes mad so it, this is not about you know like oh you know you're, you're not supposed to be mad otherwise you i'm not supposed to hang around with you it's a bigger picture it's about like who your your friends have an influence in your life and it's important to just realize that. Maybe another verse says it better. It says, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. So um, maybe you can say it the other way around. Good company brings, like, brings a good character in your life. And um, I want to just ask you, like, when, you look at your, when you look at your friends circle, are there friends that bring out the best in you? When, when you look at them, like, let's say, you know, my, by the way, She's not just my wife, she's also an amazing friend. And um, she brings out the best in me, even so sometimes, you know, she, she gets mad, but because she is a person, you know, sometimes you're allowed to get mad uh, because it's good for me. Uh, <laughs> because I need to realize. Anyway, it's not, a, not, not marriage, not, not, not marriage. Keep going then. Keep going. Um, but she brings out the best in me. And, and my question is, are, do, you, do you have friends in your life that actually are friends to your destiny? That when you are weak, they like, they like challenge you. I have a friend, uh, you know, he's sitting here on, on the phone, uh, Joel, exactly. I'm around him, he's obviously taking notes. Um, when, I'm, when I'm around him and I'm weak and I get, I'm critical, I'm, I'm negative and I'm faithless and I'm not energized and I critic people and whatever, he will challenge me. I won't get, 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 get easily, you know, he, he, will, he will stop me. He will challenge me. I can't just do that around him and I need some people in my life like these people, you know. That I'm, when I'm weak, they're not just, you know, they say, Oh, they, they're here around me. They don't leave me hanging, but they challenge me. They help me to go the right direction. They're not like, oh yeah, you're like, you know, critical. Yeah, it's right. This is really crap. Like, yeah, it's totally true. Like, yeah, you should leave or whatever. But like, they give, they show me God's perspectives, and we need these people in our life. So it's not not a point. Not, a, not it's not a point that we like. We have only these people that think like us or believe like us, but that we have people and we are aware their influence in our life. That is huge. Yeah, I think being intentional about friendships too. Sometimes it might seem unnatural. But I think it's really important to get friends alongside us that help us to, to, to go towards our destiny, to go towards Christ-like living. I know for me, I became a Christian when I was 18. And at that point in time, there were behaviours, attitudes that I, I really wanted to change because my life really transformed. 
and I, at that point in time, I had friends, a lot of friends, some, some that would influence me in positive ways and some that made it difficult for me to get out of those habits and behaviours that I had. And as, as difficult as it was, I had to let some friends go in order to move a different direction in my life. So I think it's important for us to realise there are seasons of life and, and being intentional about our friends is not always easy. Another time in my life where I really had to be intentional was when we moved here, nearly 10 years ago now. I had no friends and I, I knew that I wanted to integrate. I knew my, my God brought me here to really integrate, to reach the people, to learn the language and, and to keep seeking Him. So the place I looked for friends was in church because I wanted those, those like-minded people. Now, don't get me wrong, I have uh, non-Christian friends. I think it's also very important. But the people that are the most, that speak loudest in my life are, are those that have a similar vision, are those that, that want to see the best in me. Um, and yeah, when I got here, I, I went to church and I looked for a few, a few women that, that, that loved Jesus, that had my best intentions in mind. I looked for people that didn't speak much English so I could really try and pick up Swiss German. Friends to my destiny. In, in a way. And I think being intentional is something that we, we can't just take for granted. It's something we have to do if we want really long-term healthy friendships. They're the friends like you still have now. Yeah, it took about five years to crack them. But yeah. You see, that's Switzerland. It takes long. It takes long. But when you have them, you have them for good. That's it, for life. But you know, that's exactly brings me to my next point. Because you'd sometimes it takes so long to build a friendship, we can get too comfortable in just having those friends. But sometimes we need to be um, aware to when it's time to let go and when it's time to open up for new friendship. Because we need to be open for new friendships. Um, I reckon, you know, it's a value to have friends all your life if they stay um, great people, if, they, if you stay at the right, uh, if you always live at the same place, work at the same place. But sometimes actually having people around you from day one, just because they always have been around and they, these are all your only friends in your life is a great way to just stay the same way that you always have been. You know? But if you want to actually move forward, if you want to change, if you actually sometimes you change even locations, we got to be aware, you know, it's time for new friendship. Still value the friendships we have. But realize, you know what? Maybe it's time now to open up. When I moved to Zurich, when we, after we uh, came back from Australia, and I decided, we decided to join that church and, and live in Zurich, I, I I, we actually made very intentional decisions. We said, like, all right, which of my old friends can I continue in a, in a like, um, um, you know, active way, you know? Uh, and which ones, where do I need to make time, make open up space in my life for new friendship? And uh, you just saw it before, like, um, I have now so many awesome new friends here. I found them here. Um, but I wouldn't have found them if I would not have said, you know what, I open up my life for new friends. And you know, the thing is this, the thing is this, it's so important to realize um, sometimes this might be tough. And I think it's important that we just look at the whole thing and look like, all right, uh, what, what season of life am I in? And sometimes we need to just look at realistically, how much time do I have for friendship? And if I go into a new season, if I want to make friends in that new season, do I have time for new friends? Yeah, and I want to challenge you all tonight to have the courage to choose diverse people as friends, to, 
to find friends that are different to you in a way. And I mean, that's not hard in this setting. We're all internationals here. There's diversity in just who we are. But I think there's something special about having a friendship with someone who is different to you because they bring out something in you that you might not have brought out yourself. The Bible says in Proverbs, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And I love this verse. This verse has really uh, been a guidance for my life and my relationships. I I love that we get sharpened, we get influenced, we get moulded by people. But we all know that that's not an easy process sometimes, that the sharpening can occur and it can can hurt or or it can be difficult. um, But it's so important if we want to grow. I feel like diversity in friendships is a platform for growth. If we let people speak into our lives that are different to us, we can grow. And even someone like me, I'm a sensitive introvert. Um, it's not easy to let people in, but I know that I have to make myself vulnerable if I, if I really want to grow in life. And another thing um, that's really great about having friendships with people who are so different to you is they see your blind spots. I mean, we all have blind spots. No one's perfect. We all have aspects of ourselves that we don't, we don't see ourselves or areas where we want to grow or we need transformation. And a friend that's very different to you can often provoke something in you or show, be that mirror effect or bring something out in you so you can grow. I have one of my best friends. She's an Australian girl living in New Zealand at the moment. And we lived together when I was studying. Um, a couple of years we shared an apartment and we're really close, but she's very different to me. She's, uh, I've got a picture of her mouth there. She's, yeah, so she's, um, she's very outgoing. She's very social. She, when I lived with her, she always had people over. She always had the plans on and things like that. But she's very touchy-feely. She's one of those people who just, you know, she's, she's like Sarah, actually. She comes up to you and she hugs and kisses and she's touching my hands and doing all this stuff. And I'm not like that, actually. Um, Dan's like it too. That's why we have some challenges in our marriage. Um, but yeah, but she, you know, when she, whenever I see her, she, she'll cuddle me and kiss me and be all touchy-feely and, and I don't like it, but I put up with it because I know that she brings a richness into my life and I see so much of God in her. When I see how different she is, I think, oh, wow, God, like God is moving and living in her and, and that's an aspect of God that I don't see as much in me and, and I love that. Um, I think too, that's kind of our, our, our stamp to the world that, you know, when we can be so diverse and yet love one another, like that shows people who Jesus is. Because ultimately, I mean, look at this room. Well, you know, different colours of skin, different languages. We have extroverts, introverts, whatever. But yet we have this thing in common and that's that we love Jesus and we love each other. And I think it's really important to, to recognise that diverse friendships will, will show God's love to the world. So I encourage you to seek people out um, who are different to you. <laughs> Right, that's right. Such a good point. Um, <laughs> I like it having people different to me because um, they're uncomfortable, and sometimes comfort is a robber of growth. And um, so sometimes to be uncomfortable is a good thing. <laughs> Amen. Right. Amen. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So we. What do we do when we have friends, you know? What do we actually do? How do we actually build great friendships? And it's like we wrote down some things, but they're not complete. So um, just take that as an inspiration, all right? Just take it as an inspiration. But one one thing I realized, when you want to build great friendship, you need to have the right perspective about yourself. Because if you actually don't see yourself the way you actually are, God has, the way God has created you, it's really hard to have healthy friendships. 
Maybe you've maybe you observed it. Obviously, it never happened to you. Uh, but you observed it. Somebody who's very insecure. And they always try to get some be, something from somebody. They're super needy. Nobody wants to be around, to be around somebody who's super needy. Sometimes you want to also just like receive. But when you don't know who you are, suddenly it's really, really difficult to have good friendship. Because either you start looking for value through relationship when actually the relationship with God and who God has created you is actually what, what should give you the value you need. Or maybe you let people treat you in a way it's actually not okay. But you don't, you're, not, you're not ready to stand up and say, you know, this is not right because you're afraid you lose them because you don't have the right self, self-esteem or you overanalyze everything. You're like super, super, um, like in Switzerland we call like um, tipito. You have to kind of like um, be always on your guard because Walking you might just... Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's like the, the voice of God through the monitor. They always bring the right answer. But it's true. That's it. That's it. You know, like, if you, another thing is like, you overanalyze something or you're like always super quickly offended, you know? And I think um, we need to be, we need to realize who we are with God, who we are, who God has created us to be. And suddenly then we realize, you know what? I might be different than my friend, but I have something to give. You start, start to realize not anymore, like I'm, uh, I'm not, you know, do I, am I worthy to have this friendship? You know, like, does she even want to be around me? But when you realize, you know, I'm actually awesome. I, in general, I believe people want to be around me. It helps to build good friendships. It really helps. It helps. So maybe just tell yourself. It's good. Anyway, I have another two. I have another one. I have another one. You can stay here if you want. You know, sometimes you got to take also risk. I remember actually when we were um, uh, just having coffee at Marseille Coffee. In, Marseille uh, Cafe in Parramatta. In Parramatta, Australia, right, in Sydney. And we were not even married yet. We were not even engaged. We were just like, just together. And I remember we had a conversation, don't remember what about, but I remember what you told me. You said like, you know, if I open more myself up, then I can get more hurt. Mm-hmm. And really, and now I'm like, yeah, but isn't that like friendship? You open up. And I suddenly realized it's not taken for granted that somebody opens up their life to me. Because actually they maybe already have been hurt. So they had put up their guard. But if you just have always your guard up, you will never build great friendships, you know? Because you will have, there's a chance you get hurt because you let somebody in your life. But can I encourage you to take that risk? But be obviously smart about it. Be intentional about it. Where you open up, open up. And when you realize it's hard for me to open up, deal with it. Realize, all right, why is it hard? Is Is it, do I need to, Forgive, do I need to receive healing? Like, I want to be a healthy man, a healthy woman that is, you know, I'm, um, I can open up my life again to people. That's it. And I think when we do open up our lives and we develop friendships, healthy friendships with people, one thing we have to realise is that friendships don't just exist. They're always being built. You know, when I moved here nearly 10 years ago, In Australia, I had a lot of friends. My life was fairly established and I thought, 
it shouldn't be that difficult. Fairly quickly I'll find friends and, and have that social network in, in Switzerland, but I found it very difficult. And after meeting a few people, I felt a sense of entitlement, like why is it so difficult to make friends? Until I realised that, you know, I have to play my part. I have to invest myself. I can't just expect that people will come, you know, and, and invest into my life unless I invest into theirs. And we read in, the, in Luke 6, we read, do to others as you would have do to yourself. And I really had to realise this, this verse that, you know, you put in what you get out. You, you have to really put in the effort if you want a friendship to not just to exist, but really to, to evolve, to, to grow, to stay. And, and Dan and I, you know, we're so different in how we live our friendships, but we, we have a few things in our life that we do to try and cultivate a sense of, of, of growth in our friendships or to try and put value on the friendships we have. So one thing we do is each year we have a Christmas party where we invite some of our friends over. Yeah, that was uh, last year. Everyone squashed into our lounge room. Um, and these things, I mean, you think, well, it's once a year, but they're little, little things that show our friends that we value them. We take time. We, it's something we do. Uh, but we both also have a small group, Dan and I. I have, I've just recently started a new one um, because I had a short break when I had my third child. But that small group is for me, it's, it's a practical step where I can be intentional and say, look, I open up my life. I open up my heart so that I can invest into these people. And, and I, I, I do it. I go. I, I try to, to really to be there and to make it a priority in my life. Uh, we also read in Proverbs 17, a friend loves at all times. And wow, this, this is so important. Friendships, are not just there for the good times, but they're there for the bad times as well. And that's what I mean about friendships are always being built. When you share your life with friends in the highs and the lows, you build something, you build something lasting. And I think friends carry out each other's burdens. And this is, this is such an awesome process, but sometimes it's difficult to actually let it happen in your life. It costs you something, you have to be vulnerable. And for me, um, one way that I've experienced this is, um, you know, we, I try to get back to Australia once every two years and whenever I get back to Switzerland after a short trip to Australia, I go into, there's like a dark cloud that comes over my life for a week or two where it's like, why can't I live in Australia? Yeah, that's right. Um, and this year we actually went back in February and when we got back uh, about a week later, I had a Friday night dinner with two of my girlfriends and, and I went and I, I just put out my heart and I cried and they cried and, you know, I didn't leave that night feeling a lot better, but I felt a lot lighter because, you know, my, it wasn't just my burden anymore, it was their burden. And I think that's something that we really have to get used to doing, that it's, it's I'm not going to stress someone out if I share my life with them because real friendship is where you carry burdens together and it's in those tough times that you build strength. Um, and like, like I said, going, um, going back to that stress reaction that I talked about in the beginning, you know, we, we're built to carry each other's burdens. Our, our, our brain literally has less stress when we experience tough times together. So I think it's really important to just um, realise that friendships are being built and that they're really important. Last point that I want to touch on, be quick to forgive. Oh, this is so important. So, <laughs> Come on, preacher. Yeah, so there's a verse, um, Proverbs 17:9. Whoever would foster love covers an offence. But whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. Well, I think this is such an amazing verse. Whoever would foster love. You know, Dan, he's always telling me that you can get away with a lot if you're friendly and loving. And <laughs> in a way, I think it's true because I think love speaks louder than offence. And I think what we have to do as Christians, we have to get good at learning to let go, at learning to forgive, at, at 
at, at really being people who sort of put off the selfish nature because, you know, it's not easy. You know, the devil comes to steal, rob and destroy. It's not easy to just forgive and let go. Sometimes it feels not natural, but actually that's exactly what God does. He helps us, He enables us, He transforms us so we can live in freedom. And freedom is about forgiving. Freedom is about letting go. And in friendship, I think this is so important. And that doesn't mean that we have to tolerate everything. You know, I have, I have friendships where, you know, friends might have let me down or I have let some of my friends down, but being able to then go to them and say, hey, I'm sorry, can you forgive me? It's so powerful. The, the world doesn't know this. This, is, this makes us special. We have this ability as Christians to forgive. And, and, and sometimes it's not even just forgiving, it's about deciding not to be offended. Now, like I said before, I'm, I'm a sensitive introvert. I mean, I could get offended all day if I wanted. Um, but I have to make a choice not to. If I wanna have lasting relationships on this earth, I have to make a choice to sometimes say no to the selfish nature that wants to hold on to bitterness and resentment and say yes to, to forgiveness and, and say yes to, to letting people in again, even if they've hurt me. And I know it's easier to say this than what it is to do it, but I really want to... But you got in- good idea. <laughs> But I want to really encourage you with this verse to say, foster love in your life. Foster love. Let love speak louder than what the offence does in your friendships. Um, practice forgiveness with your friends. I think this is, this is the key. Um, because you know that I think one of the greatest trademark of a person that walks in the power of the Holy Spirit is a person not that has hundred friends, but that has good friendships. That has good friendships. Because we have an amazing friend who gave us all the love, who showed us how to forgive, how to give. And we don't have to look for something somewhere else. We can go to heaven, to our Father, if we need strength if we need love, if we need anything, and then we are ready to give. So we should be the people that actually have the best friendships, not maybe the most, that's your personality type, right? But the best friendships. And I wanna just encourage you. Let's stand up, let's stand up and let's make it personal. Let's make it personal. Can Can I take you, can I ask you a question? Do you have a real relationship with Jesus? Because you know what? He's, he's ready, waiting. Like the best friend who like said, like, let's hang out and we missed it. And again, we missed it. And he's still waiting there. I'm like, I'm not offended. He's not offended. He's like, I'm waiting. I'm still waiting at the coffee shop. I'm waiting on you. Will you come? What, what are you going to answer him? And we go in, in the next song and when you, when you worship, think about it because afterwards I want to pray with you. But maybe you have a relationship with Jesus but you realize actually some friends, you need to rethink their influence in your life. Maybe some friends you realize, you know what, their influence in my life is not that great. Maybe you realize somebody else who has a great friendship and decide to let that other person closer in your life. Rethink, like, do you have also friends to your destiny? 
and who can be maybe a friend to your destiny. Maybe it's not your great friend, but you realize actually every time I hang around with that person, you know what, he encourages me in the ways of God. I need to hang out more with that person. Or maybe it's the last point where you realize actually you had a great friendship, right? Maybe you just need to forgive. Maybe you need to let go. If that's you tonight, take this time during this song and just seek God. Yeah. And then we're going to come up and we're going to pray and believe God is going to restore relationships again tonight. I will trust your sovereignty when there is no clarity because I can't sit forever in my disappointment and pain. I'm going to stand. Fear loves to limit you. Fear loves to keep you where you are. Fear wants you to do what you have always done and never do anything else. Fear wants to shackle your potential and fear always wants to limit you. The Word of God has a power in it like nothing else. Jesus, I'm afraid. Jesus, let's do it. And there are moments when you are in a ladder, when you are facing an area where you're super afraid. Pray, grab, hold, please don't give up.